I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. It's every Red Raiders favorite podcast. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Welcome back to Tech Talk on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. Keep hitting us up on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Score predictions. Uh, Super Bowl menu items. Take it all. What do you have on the uh, all menu this weekend? Um... You know what? On Tuesday night, I found out it was a. Uh, I'll, I'll the hostess on this one is uh, I'll do the food because everybody was like ready to get a dish. You know, mm-hmm. I'll uh, do the food and you can just chip in on the money. You know, like okay. bring yeah. know, ten bucks a person or something. Like all right, that makes sense. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know. I like that so much more. <laughs> I'll be honest. Than the like. You know, hey, we're having everybody over. You want to come over? You're like, yeah, sure. It's like, hey, do you mind getting a, you know, bring the cups or a couple bags of ice or like that? Not, not that it's hard, but I would much rather go, hey, here's, t- here's five or ten dollars. Right. Yeah. It's like uh, buying your way into the to the old party. Clint drops to get your own ice. Yeah. I don't know why I find it annoying. <laughs> I, I, I hate going and buying ice. Uh this from Rachel. Monday following Super Bowl is the highest call-in sick day in the United States. That's what I'm talking about. I'm saying the statistics are leading into about. it. Let's just let's just do it. Let's the, put a stamp on it. The the gross domestic product is affected by this. Why can't we uh why can't we get that fixed? Move it to Saturday night. It used to be about like um you know the facilitating all the corporate events and stuff, but. Mm-hmm. They've, everybody talks about how that stuff is scaled down. Plus, I think there's less people than ever tethered to a eight to five work situation. In other words, more people working from distance and stuff. So I, I don't, I don't know that the, the some of the conversations around why that game is on Sunday rather than Saturday still hold up. I'm not saying there mm-hmm. aren't still good reasons for it, but man, I, I wish it would uh, move to that. It'd be good. I'd be curious what the uh... Speaking of statistics, uh, what the percentage of bosses calling out people calling in? Yeah, they call are, it the Super Bowl. Yeah, because <laughs> this is like this would be the worst Monday. Speaking of, it's going around to actually get the flu. Like, okay, right, sure, all right, yeah, you enjoy that sick day, and they're like, oh, you're calling in again on Tuesday, and like, yeah, I still have a hundred and three. <laughs> Oh, it's so like, it was, oh, my really bad. Was, right. <laughs> Sorry. Bring a doctor note. This is where everybody's like, bring a doctor note, bring a doctor note. Because, yeah, all the, the all steroid the shots still hasn't kicked in yet. That's what I thought after being gone, you know, the three days after, between Christmas and New Year's. And I'm good. You know, we do Nashville, all that deal. And then here comes the, Gus just wanted more days the, off. Yeah, all on right. the night of the first, I'm, I'm, uh, <laughs> you feel like, man, I'm getting sick. Wake up the next day, I'm, I'm bad, you know, end up getting COVID and all that stuff. It's like, yeah, that was bad timing there. Uh, this Picked from, it up from some, uh, you know, breathing some nasty air down there in uh, Nashville on Broadway, I guess. You got into some of the bad hot chicken. It wasn't good. And, uh, it was probably more airborne than uh, hot chicken, but I did. I tried to eat enough hot chicken to destroy all the microbes in that uh, 
in the air, but it didn't work. Mm. I was trying to cook them little microbes, <laughs> spice little them viruses. Out. I tried spice to spice them out, them out dude. Mm. I tried hard twice. Uh, this is from Cameron. How about this? I'm so excited this year. My birthday uh, is February the 12th, and I asked off not realizing it was the day after the Super Bowl. So there you go. Cameron's ready to go. He can roll on Sunday. Uh, Monday after the Super Bowl should be a holiday. That from Robert. Uh, I have a question for what is the karaoke bar that uh, you and Sneed like to frequent? Coming to you? Yeah. The question was to you? Yeah, to me. Yeah, I was going to say. So I I don't I don't know the answer to that from you could answer that if you wanted to I don't know because I say that when I've asked Sneed it's been a different place and so mm. that's why I don't I'm sure there's one that he frequents over the others but Isn't there one over there on Aberdeen kind of by the mall yes I think, yeah mm-hmm. so yeah I think Chris goes to that one <laughs> well, I mean, I'm saying this, I don't I don't think that's a surprise but that's no. but like you said that's and there's probably a lot of places that have a karaoke night, and I don't know yeah. that he's there every Tuesday or whatever. I don't, know. I don't think, but I don't know. Seventy-eight uh, percent of all statistics are made up. Stop. <laughs> That's funny. What about the churches on Sunday morning? The tithing would be way down. Come on, Viking, you're the son of a pastor. That's a good point. Uh, Bobby Hot Dogs says Clint likes to go admire the uh, lot lizards at the Robin's Nest. It reminds him of the Kiowa County truck stop. <laughs> truck stop you told us about uh, okay uh we will give our official predictions <laughs> at 4 30 today um but do you want some uh some super bowl stats to get you by until we get sure. there i guess all right absolutely uh there is a new report that says americans will spend an average of 189 dollars on the super bowl which is up from last year which i guess the average was 124 dollars more but the part that I find interesting in this is that is $25 more than the average American plans to spend on Valentine's Day. No. So we have our priorities straight. There Football! Right there. Yeah! Football! <laughs> I don't need romance. I need touchdowns. Dun, 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 dun. Uh, bum, 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 bum. Google, Gus has put out a list of the most researched Super Bowl recipes. We'll see uh, if, if you uh. saw these. If you at a Super Bowl party, if you'd be excited or, I'm going with a dip. Is that the? Is that a? Oh yeah, try to guess it. Yeah, try try to oh, try to guess. Right, so number be specific. One. Uh, yeah, that'll be more fun. I mean, because if it's just a, I, I mean, I could say queso, but who, do people really need a recipe? He wouldn't. For that? No, I'll say I'll say this. Like an avocado dip, maybe one of those things. It's got a little something like that. Think of think of uh, <laughs> think of airplane cooking. Shrimp scampi. That's right. Oh my god. Okay. <laughs> but this one's not, you know, in a, in a bathroom. Okay. So that's good. Really? That's a that's a that's Super an Bowl interesting recipe. Super Bowl food. Huh. Yeah. Uh, followed by chili. People need help with their chili. That's the second one. Yeah, Meat I loaf. could see that. I mean, I could see that. I I just like. Yeah, because chili go on hot dogs or. Sure, the cold weather deal—you could be all up in the chili. And I get not, to be cold, and I get same. not every single person knows how to cook chili, so that makes sense. How about number three is meatloaf? I'm, I don't really want meat. I'm I'm fine with meatloaf. Don't get me wrong. In fact, it would, probably wouldn't shock you that this Midwestern over here has enjoyed meatloaf many a time. Not at the Super Bowl. What are you doing? I know. Yeah, meatballs. 
Sliders, Sloppy Joes, Goulash is on this list. Pizza dough. Got any gabagool on there? Gabagool. (laughs) (laughs) Alfredo sauce. And then the, uh, let's see, number 10 on this list is cheesecake. I would enjoy cheesecake at my Super Bowl party. I would be in. Uh, And then last but not least, in a poll last year, 14% of Americans admitted they have zero understanding of football. (laughs) I'm surprised that... uh, I'll be honest, I thought that number could be higher or could be lower. Yeah. I don't really know. Uh, This on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. We're having uh, Italian meatloaf tonight. Delish. Yep. There you go. Again, I am not knocking meatloaf in any way. One of my favorite... Well, it seems like Super Bowl party Yeah, it's not Super Bowl That'd be in the operative Mm -hmm. word. Leftover uh, meatloaf sandwich. Oh, solid. Mm -hmm. That's the move. That's the move. Kyler's laughing. I'm not joking. I have never, never had a meatloaf sandwich. I don't mind meatloaf, but I've never oh, had man. a meatloaf sandwich. It's perfect. It's it's literally already the shape of bread when you cut it the right way, right? So, I mean, you just heat it up. If you're getting real fancy, maybe you toast the bread, put some cheese on there, ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, That's solid. I wouldn't have thought of that. I like it, though. You can even, because, I mean, the way we do it, this might be, you know, way just too fancified on your meatloaf sandwich. I'm already in, so I'm just going to keep rolling with yeah, it. Yeah, cool. uh, We always yeah, do. As Dickens used to say, got three hours. <laughs> meatloaf is, is like the one meal that I really request or want spinach with. Like, not, I know it's not like the world's probably best vegetable out there or anything like that. But if you want to get real fancy, you can put a little bit of leftover spinach on there when you heat it up. I'm 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 pushing Kyler away as I say this more in detail. <laughs> He's literally backing away from the class. <laughs> it's all right. I'm not gonna make you eat it, Kyler. It's Tech Talk here on Double T ninety seven three. We'll go back in time when we return. The podcast that finishes your workday in a very Red Raider way. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. It is Tech Talk here on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. Clint Scott, Dr. Mike Gustafson, Kyler Brown behind the glass. We are live from the first United Bank studio. Two more hours with us as we take you all the way up to 6 o'clock. You can call us on the Visual Edge IT hotline. That number is 806 771-0973 or you can hit us up on the Yates Flooring Center chat line thoughts, comments, questions if you want to give predictions for the weekend you know, feel free to do that there take us anywhere with the mobile apps brought to you by Happy State Bank That's right, you can have Tech Talk on the go with the mobile app we're also streaming live on Fox 34 News Now and on YouTube also follow us on Facebook and Twitter we got this on the Yates Flooring Center chat line from T-Money, Miss Chuck Key. He was my basketball seat neighbor. Really enjoyed talking with him uh, during basketball season. He had to move up to the top level for health reasons, and Tech wouldn't let him keep his lower seats without paying for both of them and the handicapped ones. This on the chat line from Lindell Jeff. Stubby Clap, all-time baseball name team. Yep, Absolutely. Uh, and this on the chat line. Had me with the meatloaf, lost me with the spinach. Fair. That's fair. Adding that to the old uh, meatloaf sandwich. Uh, now time 
Nope. That Kyle's play of the day is in 10 minutes. Boy, I tell you what. Uh, we'll wait for it, you know, where it's supposed to be. You do have a basketball game tomorrow, Gus, as you are hosting UCF for both the men's and the women's team. And, you know, talked about this just a little bit in the first hour, but the Knights uh, have surprised me with what they've been able to do in the Big 12 year one. Because it felt like when you had conference realignment for the Big 12, I, I had, for me, of the new four, for football, I said, I'm yes, BYU, but I was leaning more towards UCF to make some immediate noise. And I also, I still think, Hey, let's look back in the five year window. Um, what UCF turns into, because you look at, you know, where, where they are for recruiting. Um, and then, you know, success that they've already had. When you look at the relatively quick scale of growth that they have had, um, and then young fan base, all, all of this kind of going, uh, young and growing fan base is what I should say. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it felt like, okay, this is a, a football move. And then, oh yeah, they'll play basketball in the big 12 as well. And year one, that's not been the case. And, you know, they're not leading the clubhouse for anyone going, boy, watch out in the second half of big 12 play. The Knights could really make a move and maybe go grab a three seed I still have them missing the tournament, but the fact that they just have a valid and competitive Big 12 team that can beat anybody um, has really, I mean, honestly shocked me. They have, I I agree, and uh, it probably um, been a pleasant surprise. I mean, let's face it, we're, what, 72 hours away from trying to match them in one regard because they've beaten Texas and OU, as, as we have, both on the road, but... Uh, they also beat Kansas, you know, mm-hmm. and that's that's what we'd love to do here in about seventy-two hours, you know, forty-two, yeah, seventy-two. Um, and and you know now, the, they may have lacked a little consistency, um, in their time, but the, you know, two really good guards, a, a viable yeah. big man, a lot like we are. It'll be a good day to get Warren Washington back. It sounds like we will. Hopefully, you know, rest and <laughs> replenished and all those things, but. Yeah, I, I'm with you. They're they're for the team that we all sort of uh, unanimously felt like was, you know, at, at the very bottom of the league. They they haven't ended up doing that, and and then they pulled off, you know, maybe maybe the surprise of the season, at least the early part of the season, when they knocked off Kansas at home in a game which Kansas had a 15 point lead, and so mm-hmm. you know they're they're and that cap- was their conference opener, yeah. their, their first home game in the Big Twelve, right? And yeah. and just. You know, and they've got students dumping on the floor and the whole thing. You know, like the, just a, a signature moment for that program. And and uh, because at least maybe not in 2024, you think about the 2024 Big 12, it feels like that conversation runs through Houston, maybe more so than Kansas and, and Baylor. But, uh, you know, in, in beating any of those three is, a, is, a, is an accomplishment. But just the when you think Big 12 hoops, you – you know the 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 one that's won the league umpteen years and you know so many times and all that and that's who they knock off in their first home Big Twelve game like that had to feel like had to feel like hey this this new league's gonna be a lot of fun and uh, you know and so yeah they're they're far from being the dregs of the league that that was a moment where boy they're really might and yeah Oklahoma State but just looking at that going well they really might not be a true like bottom to the league right um which is wild with just how good it is um 
if you want to say top half, because it's not really a top half, because it's just all so scrunched together um, and razor thin margin wise as it stands right now. And I think that will, for the most part, still be the case when you play this back nine of games. Um, or, you know, I guess if you're a couple other teams in the Big 12, your last eight. Um, but I say that, and this is a game you need to get on Saturday. Mm-hmm. You, you need to beat the Knights um, offensively. They, they've they got, like you said, they've got some really nice pieces for sure. Jalen Sellers is legit. Um, he's a guy that, you know, you see mm-hmm. more of a, a guy that can drive and find his way to the rim, create his own shot, but not like a – it's turned into now when you think of a, an offensive threat from a, you know, like a guard standpoint. It's like, oh, man, he must – he must be lethal from the outside, and that's not that's not the type of player he is. You're you're on the ball defense on him is going to have to be really really good. Um, and I also think that that's a big key to winning is what can you do with him to start because so much goes around him with when UCF's been able to score, and and that's been the issue for the Knights in conference play uh, is they don't score a ton. In fact, in conference play they have the lowest total of anybody but they're so good defensively that that's where they've kept teams in check um and so as you you know i I know there's still the health side too everyone's available but like what does that mean where are we but if if you are getting closer to form what can you do against their defense can you move the ball uh in the half court offense can you find some open shots can you can you get back to you know what what you look like in your first five to six games in conference play um and i think that's going to be a key as you because i mean you you're not locked into the tournament by any means you could absolutely play your way out and on top of it you're trying to end a three-game skid but i I think right now what what you're looking at is your playmakers speaking of playmakers i think you need a continued good performance back to back from joe toussaint because he looked closer to form after he had a couple games where he was struggling, mm-hmm. I'm looking for uh, a big game from Pop, and I'm looking for a big game from Warren Washington. Like, get, get kind of your what can be a three-headed monster, and then if you have a great shooting performance from Kerwin Walton, or you know, I I, I expect a solid performance from Darian Williams at this point. Yeah, just kind of get sure. his numbers. But if you have another game where you know add in like a Chance McMillan who goes off, that's gravy. But I, I think you need your your kind of stars on the team to be stars on Saturday to get momentum back in the season and to get a win. Yeah, I agree. Heat up that arena tomorrow and and, uh, get a dub. It's Tech Talk on Double T 97.3. The podcast put together with Red Raider fans in mind. This is the Tech Talk podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Welcome back to Tech Talk on Double T 97.3, Double T 97.3.com. Clint Scott, Dr. Mike Gustafson, Kyler Brown behind the glass. We will have a couple different high school basketball games for you tonight, 7.30 here on Double T 97.3. Friendship Boys at San Angelo Central. Lubbock Cooper Boys are on the road as well. They're at Abilene Cooper. That's at 7.30 over on 100.7. The score. Now, now that it is the correct time, it is Kyler's play of the day. Got a squib kick it, forced him to have multiple laterals. And then stay in your lane. There is the squib. It bounds in front of the receiver. Clock now. They're going to throw it across the formation, and it is caught over there now, slipping, and the Chiefs 
will tackle him. This game is over. This game is over. You can doubt the Chiefs. You can dislike the Chiefs. You can disrespect the Chiefs. You're going to have to deal with the Chiefs as the AFC champions. And for the third time in four years, the Lamar Hunt Trophy, the trophy named after this franchise's founder, is back in Kansas City where it belongs. What a gutsy victory. Grab a bucket of guts. The Chiefs are going to end the season where they began the season in Glendale, Arizona and Super Bowl 57. I don't know about y'all, but uh, I feel like I could run through a brick wall right now. Um, that uh, that little radio call's got me nice and hype. Uh, that was from last year's AFC Championship victory for the Chiefs. Um, as they look to now this year, set a three out of four Super Bowls. They've made it to four out of five Super Bowls and are trying to become the first to win back-to-back since the 02-03 Patriots. Mm -hmm. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I think it's been about that long. Yeah, yeah, because it's been right at that 20-year mark. And I I do think that's something interesting because now that Patrick Mahomes uh, is in that category – um, I'm not saying he is there yet, but trajectory-wise, we're, we're throwing around, hey, you know, could he be the greatest quarterback of all time? Some are already making that argument. I think you need to wait a little bit to see what the rest of the career is like. Um, but, I mean, he's, I would say, probably in everyone's top ten already. Um, I, as far as that conversation goes, though, the legacy conversation – Yes, it's it's a Super Bowl, right? So it's going to be a big part of that conversation on Sunday. But I think the what what Kyler's saying right there, the back to back, and like okay, well now you know he and Tom Brady have done this, and, and you're trying to do the comparison because that's who you're comparing him to right now, right? Is Brady? Um, I think that is something that if you are heavily invested in the. Uh, the legacy wise Mahomes chasing Brady. Mm-hmm. Um, there's several different things that go into that, and it's not just Super Bowls. Um, but having a back to back Super Bowl win would certainly be just another like feather in the cap in I, that discussion. And I think three this early in his career would match like Aikman and Brady. Mm hmm. Three this early. Mm-hmm. Now Bradshaw's got more. That that you know Bradshaw's came a little bit later in his career. But yeah, I mean he's he, he's right on the cusp of being. I think in terms of style points and just impact, he's he's already done the sort of things that if anyone is tr- talking about this era, you know, sort of sandwiched around COVID, the COVID year, if you will. However, we choose to remember this. Um, I don't think anybody would deny that this is probably been the best player of his era which is for any hall of fame and by the way the nfl hall of fame named their class last night we might talk about that a little later we also have some nfl awards we'll yeah perfect there you go um it was a good night last night for Mm -hmm. that kind of stuff but uh you know and and that's a big deal for any hall of fame is like well was he the best player among the best players in his era or was he the best whatever Mm -hmm. pitcher goalie (laughs) offensive tackle whatever it is and Mm -hmm. i don't think anybody would would say that Patrick Mahomes wasn't among the defining players of in his time. And I say all this as if, like, if his career ended on Sunday, has he done enough to get to Canton? Maybe. 
you know, pro- probably is what I would think. I, because I, I think, think yes. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. Uh, but I, at the same time, I want, you know, for his sake, I hope there's, you know, another good 10 years and, and, mm-hmm. and more of these type days. Um, he, uh, but yeah, his, you know, it's, 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 there's some legacy involved in it for sure. On the other side, if we're talking about legacy, um, you already have an incredibly interesting quarterback story with Brock Purdy and how many times we've thrown out, uh, you know, Mr. Irrelevant. And then on the other side, the, uh, the naysayers of, oh, is it just the system though? Um, and I think it can be both, right? Because does, does, does Shanahan run a quarterback friendly offense? Yes. Does he have tremendous weapons around him? Yes, no doubt. Um, but still, that, that those that thing has been in place on those, and they haven't got it done right. I mean, uh, if if they were to win, and I get you'd probably have to wait to see what that looked like. But still, like for Brock Purdy. Uh, you already know, like that's the guy in San Francisco right now, and and the uh, the rookie contract that he's on, that is most likely going to look a lot bigger here in a year or two uh, for San Francisco because he's making like eight hundred thousand or something this season, um, which you know when you look across the way, and to be fair, I mean Patrick Mahomes won his first one on a rookie deal. Now, I think the year that he won it, he was at $1.5 million that year. So yeah. it's still almost doubled even then what Brock Purdy is making this year. But, you know, there, there's nothing wrong with being a quote-unquote game manager and winning a lot of games. I just think Purdy is, is still a little bit more than that. Like, let me go back to the NFC Championship game. He's making some plays with his legs that the quote-unquote game manager does not make. Because to me... The game manager goes, okay, is that is 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 the play there? No. Is option two there? No. Get rid of it. Mm-hmm. Like you the game manager to me doesn't make the extra plus plays. And Purdy does that. But we we knock it because he can't do everything that Patrick Mahomes can do. Or he can't do everything that Lamar Jackson can do. But show me who can. Yeah. Different, that's a different level there. Because when you look even at the two, let's and I'm just saying those two to start of the conversation. Just look at Mahomes and Lamar Jackson. There's things that Lamar Jackson can do that Mahomes can't. There's things that Mahomes can do that Jackson can't. So like to look at that and then knock Purdy, I, I think is a little bit unfair. Um, but at the same time, I know he's got a ton of talent around him. I just think that Purdy does have a little bit of playmaking ability where you're just going of the label game manager, bus driver, whatever you want to say, is a little bit unfair with what he's done this year and only in his second year in the league. Yeah, I, I completely agree with you there. That it's uh it's yeah, he what he's done goes beyond manager. I mean, the biggest thing he can do is is uh and this is easy to say, but the biggest thing he can do is just stay out of stay out of turnovers. Mm-hmm. Because he is able to extend plays and do some things, and you know, like create some problems. And he had a uh, he had a couple of backbreaking runs against the you know first down getters against the Lions that you know that did 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 that game took care of that game. And uh, you know, it's just it, it's such a it's such a fascinating story, man. Mm-hmm. You know, it's the last player taken in the draft. Just amazing. Everybody passed on him. <laughs> And the the same team for whom he is playing in a Super Bowl 
traded up to get a guy at his position. Like, Purdy was the throw-in at the end of the draft because their guy was Trey Lance. Yeah. And now Trey Lance is the backup quarterback for the Cowboys. You know, like, which, you know, the Cowboys may have gotten him for a bargain, too. Time will tell. But, you know, I mean, it's just amazing. Like, Lance didn't click, and Purdy gets on the field, and away they go. And and uh, you know and even 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 if you add into that triangle like Garoppolo, just an extra right. piece to go like Purdy is the one who right who won that because yeah again Garoppolo's had injuries I get it and no one's going that's a top ten quarterback in the league but that was a guy that took them to the first Super Bowl absolutely and uh, if we're being honest was two inches of an overthrow away from winning that Super Bowl. So it's just interesting how uh, that team has worked out. Yeah, no doubt. When we come back, speaking of the Super Bowl, I've got some picks for us to make. All right? And it's not just scores. So we'll get into uh, all of that next here on Tech Talk. You got us on Double T 97.3. It's every Red Raiders favorite podcast. This is the Tech Talk podcast from Double T 97.3. Presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Happy Friday. It is Tech Talk. You've got us on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. Clint Scott, Dr. Mike Gustafson, Kyler Brown behind the glass taking care of us. Currently watching a very young Uncle Rico that I had no idea was young Uncle Rico. On Martin. Yeah, how about that? My in. Yes, sir. Go football over the mountains. Um, <laughs> all right, I've got a a list here for you guys to pick for the Super Bowl, okay? We're going to see how we do. Now, we did this for the AFC and NFC Championship games. And out of, out of all six selections between both games, Gus, you and I got both right. Kyler was one and one. He took Baltimore, shunned the non-believer. Hmm. Um, but we did pretty good as a group. So <laughs> I've got a, a little bit longer list that we'll breeze through with some prop bets on here too. Right. Now modified prop bets a little bit because like uh, one of them with the national anthem, I did not like the number that was set. So stuff like that. So we'll jump into it, okay? First, very important, Gus, will it be heads or tails for the coin toss? Um, tails never fails. <laughs> All right. Kyler? Same. Sales never fails. Okay. This is kind of like the warm-up one to get us into a... Nice. Get us in the mood. Yeah. You know what? Uh, just to be different, I'll, I'll take uh, heads. It's not really a rhyme that goes with it that's fun. You could rhyme something with it, but not something that's popular. All right. Gatorade bath color. Now, on the odds, the leader was actually clear, which I think was the first time it's been clear for the uh, the leader in the clubhouse there. Winning coach Gatorade bath color, Gus. Um, I'll go with the orange. Solid, Kyler. I'll go yellow, the lemon lime. Oh, kind of the this the standard. I don't buy into actually saying the flavor. You can just stick with yellow. It's like blue, whatever. I, I'll uh, I'm I'm speaking of blue. I'm gonna go blue. I'll take it there. Uh, how about Reba, our girl Reba McIntyre, mm. by the way, doing the national anthem. This is the one I adjusted. This was at over under 90 and a half seconds, but since 2000, important stats here, the average has gone 
0.4 seconds. So there's your over under for Reba's national anthem. 115.4. So it's just just shy of two minutes. Yes. And what are you asking me for over under? Over under on it. On 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 one on on her going over 115 seconds. Wow. Or under. Um, you know, she cut her teeth singing the anthem. That's how she got famous. That's how she got discovered was singing the anthem. Um, so I'll say somebody who a little bit older, probably, you know, you, because, because I think the more traditional delivery is a little more straightforward and quick. Mm-hmm. So I'm going under. Yeah. A little less pauses there in yeah. between lines. And a little line. less, what do you call it? Rolling. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> that kind of a deal. Oh, beautiful. I yeah. could see I could see Reba dragging that a little bit, kind of just going just a little bit over. I think 115 seconds is crazy though. I didn't I didn't know that's the average of the past, what'd you say? Since 2000. Yeah, that's yeah. that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Uh I mean, I'll I'll take the over. I think she might drag it out a little bit. All right. Gus and I are rolling together. I will take the under mm. as well. All right. How about the first person to score a touchdown in the Super Bowl. So not team, but player. Player. Uh, I'll go with the. Uh, I'll go with the. Uh, I'll go with my man. Uh, um, number ten, Chiefs. Crap. Um, little running it. back from Rutgers. Wait for it. You, I'm, I want to wait for it because I was going to go Pacheco too, but yeah, I'll go, go Pacheco. Yeah. Well, then flip it. I'll go to I'll go to what's his name. I'll go to the uh, 49ers. Going CMC. Yep. All right. We'll a little McCaffrey we'll action. Get us a little variance there. Okay. Kyler. I'm gonna go to big man Travis Kelsey. Think nice. Gonna, uh, think I think he's probably the betting favorite to score the first touchdown, but I think I think Kelsey would be. You're a gentleman and a scholar, Gus. I will take Pacheco. I was, I was that's good. No, that's good. Yeah, that. I'll flip it. I'll, yeah. I'll go CMC. Yep. <laughs> I always like taking the running back there uh, on that one. I don't, yeah, you never know. Yeah. Uh, okay, Gus, total number of turnovers between both teams. Uh, four. Four. Oof. Four Maybe was going to be my number two, but I'm going to go three. I'm going to go three. Tyler's going three. I'll go down one. I think both teams are going to play pretty clean. Ooh, nice. I like it. And do. Um, especially Mahomes. just feels like he, in, in big games when he's needed to, he has. Although he did throw an interception to the 49ers uh, in the first Super Bowl. So I'll go two. All right. Now I need a score and a winner, Gus. Official Super Bowl prediction for Dr. Mike Gustafson. Uh, let's see. We'll go. Uh, let's go. Uh, twenty-eight, twenty-seven. Chiefs. Hmm. Hmm. I think I'm gonna go twenty-seven, twenty-four. Chiefs. Nice. Go I'm going fifty-two to three. <laughs> Chiefs. <laughs> Uh, I don't. Tilt. I still don't trust the offense that much, guys. Right. It has gotten better. I will. I will take Kansas City uh, as well. I'm going to go. I'm going to combine yours, your two. I'm going to go Kansas City, 28. San Francisco, 24. 
And then last but not least, I need a uh, MVP. Um, our man, uh, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah, figured this might be a sweep. Yeah, I'm sure it's going to be a sweep. I'm going to take Patty. All right. I am I am not going to uh, see uh, differ from you guys. As you type there, did you see the one of the media people asked him in one of the media availabilities what his what his favorite drink order was at Chimmy's? Yeah, like the Super Bowl <laughs> media. It was, I don't know somebody with some tech connections or probably Big Twelve connections or whatever. He's like, well, more you know, what what talked about going to Mesquites and uh, you know, more of a Coors Light guy. Well, I think, man, yeah. you just got your you just got your uh, free commercial there if your Coors Light. Well, and I'm I'm sure that like he pr- he probably seemed like he's like don't you know don't ask me stuff like this. I'm trying yeah, to focus nah, like a fun. Just... But everybody else that's in the little yeah. half crescent moon circle of media going like what what's a mesquite? What a stupid question. Yeah, I think those you know I I, I think they're sort of sort of uh, programmed to be you know there, there may be some. Uh, how do you stop Christian McCaffrey? You know, right yeah, down the middle of football have questions. Enough then, of those. Yeah, because yeah. Kelsey got some Taylor Swift questions, and you know, just all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. And you know, it's it's just uh, it's just you know they they're probably they've probably come to get used to that. And then because the TV networks and and certainly the broadcasting network, and some of them will probably get their access where they can do the sit downs and the one on ones and the. Uh, you know, this the a little more serious line of questioning, media availability is probably for radio and however that works, Westwood one and all. And so I think those the big media availabilities like you're talking about, they end up being, What's your favorite sandwich? You know, and it's we're, we're, all right, we'll go ahead and do this. Because it's not an infinite deal. It's gonna be for, you know, thirty minutes or whatever. Have you ever had a a leftover meatloaf sandwich before? Yes. <laughs> Get this guy out of here. The guy from Mullenville. Uh this from Sam. Uh, Clint, I think they changed the over-under on Reba to 95 seconds today. Still too low. I still think that that over-under is too low. It needs to be 100 and up because I feel like that is going to be a gimme, especially the original one. If you got in on the 90 and a half seconds action, if it has gone on to 95, which I trust, I trust Sam. I hope you've, uh, by the way, gotten some pib in your life lately, Sam. Uh the ninety and a half feel felt like a gimme. Even I was sitting there like, boy, should I should I put some money down on this? <laughs> Dear wife, how much do we have in savings? Yeah. Cause I'm about to multiply it. It is Tech Talk here on double T ninety seven three and double T Rolling right along, back with more next. The podcast that finishes your work day in a very red raider way. This is the Tech Talk Podcast from Double T 97.3, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Hour number three of Tech Talk. You've got us on Double T 97.3 and Double T 97.3.com. Clint Scott, Dr. Mike Gustafson, Kyla Brown behind the glass taking care of us. We are live from the first United Bank studio. You can call us on the Visual Edge IT hotline. That number is 806-771-0973. Or you can hit us up on the Yates Flooring Center chat line. Thoughts, comments, questions, predictions for the weekend. We will take those there. Take us anywhere with the mobile apps brought to you by Happy State Bank. We're also streaming live on Fox 34 News Now and on YouTube. Feel free to follow us on Facebook and Twitter if you would like to keep up with all the shenanigans that happen here at the Raymar Compound. Uh, Gus, a couple different things that we 
learned yesterday. One, we got our NFL awards yeah. in. Um, Big night. And if you're a if you're a Texans fan, yeah, real good night. I, I mean, I would. Yeah, it's it's uh, you know, at least in terms of uh, of of a good night plus a um, you know, you know something that that points forward. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they might have been the winners because you know Will Anderson wins Defensive Rookie of the Year, C.J. Stroud Offensive Rookie of the Year. You're talking about edge rusher Will Anderson. Mm-hmm. Will Anderson Jr. from Alabama, and then uh, um, C.J. Stroud, quarterback, of course. But yeah, that and you, and you didn't need those, I guess. To if you're a Texans fan, to be like, yeah, we nailed those picks. Oh yeah. But still, to see, like, from go back to making those picks to now, like getting those awards and be like, yeah, you know they nailed it, and they know that you nailed it. Sure, um, and, and you've got two stars on both sides yep. to really build around, and be in the dregs of the league the last couple of years, mm-hmm. and not not just flipping that out of a hey, they were five hundred or whatever, you know, the, the getting into the into the playoffs and you know look like a dangerous team, and if they put together another good draft, and not not saying it'll be C.J. Stroud, Will Anderson level of impact, but. Uh, Feels like that's that's trending in a pretty good direction there. And anytime you have a effective quarterback on a rookie contract that allows you to build a roster around it, while that guy's getting paid, you know, whatever that rookie contract money is, which which is a pittance compared to what it what it'll be, you know, because most of these decent starting like a C.J. Stroud level of production is going to mm-hmm. be a you know whatever thirty-ish million dollar player, not whatever he's getting two million or three million or whatever. I wouldn't say it's it's at the top of the list um, of things that I'm going to pay attention to when it's draft time and just in the off season. But still, the whatever the Texans do draft wise, the route that they go, I, I I'm I'm certainly curious in because they've got young receivers. So um, and then like a Dalton Schultz, what do they do with him? Because I think his was just a one year deal, if I have that correct. Um, and then what? How attractive are they to? free agents and how aggressive are they going to be because like you in, in the draft conversation i mean you're if you hit another you know of the level of cj stroud or, or will anderson um with whatever position you get that's that's great but you don't need it to be all the way up to that right like you just need to add talent around them because to your point like you have your cornerstones on both sides right now and they're both on rookie contracts so mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm very curious what's at the the top of their list. Uh, yeah, we really true. really need to target you know this. And it's a it's a defensive head coach. You yeah. Know, and this time last year he was a D coordinator for one of these two Super Bowl teams, the 49ers. So uh, you you got to believe that D'Amico Ryan's is going to meet that side of the ball head on. Uh, you know this it, it's probably in his DNA for that. Uh, your other awards, Lamar Jackson. Two-time NFL MVP, not not a massive surprise there. He was the odds-on favorite. Uh, how about the comeback player of the year? I've seen some arguing over the of all the arguing. I've seen arguing over this one the most because uh, your winner was not Demar Hamlin from the Bills. It was Cleveland Browns quarterback Joe Flacco. And what I think is interesting with this award 
So I don't really have it defined, right? Is it, hey, what did you come back from or what did you do this year when you came back? Because if it's what yeah, you came true. back from, it's hard not to say DeMar Hamlin. Uh, if it's what you did on the field, no, then I, I, think, yeah, I think, which I think is what it is more it supposed is. to be yeah. for, then it's, it's, I mean, absolutely Flacco, you know, playing dad to playing quarterback again. Like, yeah, sure. Sleepy Joe on the sideline, falling asleep, going, this is usually my bedtime after, like, <laughs> going up on teams, which was hilarious. But that is, that, of all the controversy from NFL awards, that has been the one I've seen the most arguing back and forth on. Yeah, I think the, I, I think it's, I think it's probably the most excellent performance of someone who, who wasn't excellent last year rather yeah. than the, you know, In, the. Well, yeah, there, there's an inspirational Almost aspect, dying. most mm. certainly. But yeah, I mean, Hamlin wasn't even active for a bunch of the games this year. Yeah. So I mean, I, I don't think he's that, that's not the the spirit of that award, and I don't think it is across any of the big four sh- sports when they give those type things. Uh, certainly in baseball, it's not. It's going to be the guy who had a big year this year after last year being out or whatever else. By the way, it looks like uh, Houston's twenty third pick, Cowboys twenty fourth. So. Mm-hmm. As you would expect, maybe the playoffs can mm-hmm. drop down into the list a little bit. Um, I, uh, you know, if there was if there was a, uh, um, I, you know, I, I thought Miles Garrett winning the Defensive Player of the Year was some. Not that I'm concerned about his valid, you know, validating him, but I, you know, he he uh, he he looked like the player who everyone thought he'd be this year. Mm-hmm. You know what what he did was special. And because uh, that was what he was first player taken in the draft. Am I right about that? Yeah, he was he was drafted one one, and uh, you know it hadn't it didn't just crystallize immediately. Like I, I mean, my recollection of this could be wrong that he wasn't as impactful out of the gate as what Will Anderson was this year. But over time, Miles Garrett has gotten after it in a way that everyone thought he would be. You know this this type edge rusher and a disruptor. You know, um, but he 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 was more than just his sack numbers, and that's you know, and he's elite at that. And that so. that was, the, I guess, if you're going to go argument, that was the argument against him, right? It's like T.J. Watt had better numbers. Mm-hmm. Just have to go with the impact side. Um, yeah, they, I, I I would I I wouldn't have been up in arms either no, way. I, mean, I think I probably would have I probably would have went with T.J. Watt. Um, you know. Mike Parsons clearly in this conversation too, but not enough to me be like, I can't believe they gave it to Miles Garrett. What were they thinking? Um, but like with Miles Garrett, to your point, like he was been he came out of the gate and has been a good player. Um and has had, I think, shown flashes and then started to put up numbers. Um but the the problem with Miles Garrett is a lot of that anything good has been overshadowed recently because when you think of Miles Garrett, what's the first thing you think of? Right, the helmet dude. You think of him swinging a helmet at Mason Rudolph and going, dude, you could have, speaking of dying on the field, could have just But he he was clearly the best player on the best defense in the NFL, and that that probably had a lot to do with it. And down the stretch, he was outstanding for that team as they were Mm -hmm. winning the games that got them in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah, no no big – uproar on anything yeah we can kick it yeah we can kick it around on the uh, nfl 
on the, I shouldn't say NFL, the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Their class was named last night as well. So we can run through that a little bit as we go along here in our last hour of the show. And uh, get your questions in too, 545. It's Ask Tech Talk. We'll take all of those then. Up next, it is the juice, and then we will go to that Hall of Fame class. We'll talk a little more Texas Tech basketball as well as they have a game at home against UCF tomorrow. Back with more next. This has been the Tech Talk Podcast, presented by Cantex Roofing and Construction. Check out our library of Double T 97.3 podcasts at double T 97.3.com.